Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. You're put in a position where normally before you were born again, you respond a certain way. So sister, you, you, know, you walk out the door from work, you're about to get off, and this guy walks up to you, and the first thing you notice about him, man, this guy got it together. Now in the old days before you received the Lord, you're putting your A game on. Because this ain't new to you. You've been hit on before. You learn quickly. If you want to be in control of the situation, take control of the situation. So he comes up to you with his game. Oh, excuse me, ma'am. And he, play, he runs a little game. But you, you, you quickly, watch this, without even thinking. Now you say the sanctified filled with God's most precious Holy Ghost. So the mind to run on. Watch this now. But what you do, get this, what you do is as soon as you turn and see him without even thinking, immediately you, you're on your game. And you catch yourself in the middle of it asking yourself, you talk, what are you doing, girl? Down, girl, what you doing? But you're already, in the, you're already in it. You're already in it. You walk away from the moment, and one, part, one side of you says, wow, that was serious. I can't believe you walked up to me. Nice guy. The other part of you is saying, but look how you handled it. Which one is the real you? Your values are conflicting. Which one is the real you? you, Watch this now. If you respond, remember the carnal mind is driven by carnal values and will therefore produce carnal behavior. I ain't gonna say you can't say that. See, the rule with your belief system is you can choose your path, but not not the destination. You can choose a road, but not where you're gonna end up. That's the rule. That's too deep. Okay, now watch this now. No, I'm trying to help you with this. So, the, the word carnal deals with um, the way I perceive life. I, I'm only thinking about the here and now, the natural and nothing spiritual. That's when you know it's carnal. The word law is the Greek word nomos, which means a rule of action based on the way I think. And so when the Bible says the carnal mind cannot uh, um, obey the things of God, it's not submitted to God, neither indeed can be. What it's saying is um, the carnal mind does not agree with God's values. It does not agree with what he thinks. It doesn't value what God values. Because what God values... Um, has to do with the life that is now and the life that is to come. The carnal mind only thinks about the life that is now. Hmm. Go back to the King James. I want to point your attention to a word. It's a little word. It's the last word in verse 7. Romans 8 verse 7. The whole scripture says because a carnal mind is in enmity or is the enemy of God, is hostile to God, for it is not subject, the word subject is, is the word submitted, the Greek word hupotasso means it doesn't respect God's order. It says it's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Ne- now watch this. It's, what's interesting is that the translators translated that word be. You know what it is? That's the word dunamis. It's the Greek word for power, capability, or strength. When Jesus said you receive power after that the Holy Ghost come upon you, the word power, that's the word, dunamis, power. 
So how in the world do they translate it be? You think it's insignificant. Here's what he's saying. The carnal mind does not have the ability or the power to obey God. The, the old values that you had, he said, try as you may, your old values can, can't obey God. Okay, everybody look at me for a minute, I'm happy. Can I ask you a question? Be honest. Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. Y'all normally don't lie in church. Normally y'all are real straight with me. But tonight y'all got a, some, something happening in the name of Jesus. I'm getting off you. Here's my question. How many of you have gone through and systematically sought to change your value system? Okay, how many of you say, Pastor, you know, I don't think, I don't know that I have. Put your hand up, put your hand up, honestly. Okay, okay, now, so it doesn't mean you don't, you don't read the word. It means that when you read the word, you look and you say, hmm, you honestly say at first, I don't agree with that. That hit me the wrong way. Like tithing. Let me get this right. I'm going to give the church 10% of my money. That's what I did. I thought to myself, let me get this. So I'm going to give, and every time we come to church, I get to give you my money? Why? I didn't value that. I valued getting money, not giving it away. You got it? So, there was a conflict for a long time between me and God over this and tongues. So let me get this right. So the intelligent God that created the entire universe that's still expanding wants me to go ba ba ga ga ga. No, I don't, I don't buy into that. It took me a year to receive the Holy Ghost. I, 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 what? That don't even make sense to me. Y'all crazy. And then, and then when the so then when the music stopped playing in the Pentecostal church I went to, folk got up and start hucking and bucking, running stuff. That's spiritual behavior. I used to say that thing to myself, I'd never do that. So my values were already challenged when I first met the Lord. I was like, what in the world? Mm -mm. So systematically, I had to go through and challenge things I believed. I didn't hug brothers. We shook hands. When the Bible said, greet one another with a holy kiss, I thought it was like, much love to you. No, no, the devil's a liar. But if you ever see me and Bishop interact, when me and Bishop meet each other, we always kiss on the side of the lip. That's what we do. It's the most masculine thing. That's what we do. That's my spiritual father. That's the father's kiss. It plants me. It reminds me I'm not my own. But, but before, that value had to change. I asked Bishop, what, what, what it means to greet one another with a holy kiss? What do I mean? What's a holy kiss? <laughs> you have to help a brother out. Okay? Now watch this now. Go in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3, verse 9. Verse nine. Is this helping you? Now, so, how, so you, a carnal mind is, is a mind that is, that is driven or, or governed by old values. Now, how many of you could think of at least two old values that you have? Put your hand up real high. At least two old values. At least two. At least two, at least two old values, at least two. Okay, good. Now, okay. I want to show you. I know you, how many you say more? Somebody say more than two? More than two? <laughs> you don't need to touch that, sister. <laughs> me too. Me too. Colossians chapter 3, verse 9. Watch this now. I want to show you uh, an example of a, one particular kind of mind, a mind governed by a, a certain value. In verse 9, Paul is telling the church in Colossae, Greece, he said, Lie not to one another, 
or lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, underline that in your Bible, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, which is renewed in what? Now, remember the Bible says be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You remember that? Be, be, be renewed in, uh, in what your mind thinks is real. Go to, the, go to the core of your belief system and start renewing your values. That's what he's talking about, okay? Then he says, you, um, he, we, 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 we're taught that a mind with a certain slant would only produce that behavior. Now he's telling us that we ought to be renewed. The way you renew your mind is by renewing the knowledge that's in your in your conscience or your value system. I'm gonna show you how it works. It's a perfect example. What this is he's talking about, he says, lie not to one another. He's talking about a deceitful mind. Let's, let's just take that one. We're not gonna pick on lying or, or anything, We're not any particular sin. That's not what this is about. What I'm trying to do, I'm gonna extract this from the pages of scripture to show you how Paul is addressing one particular mindset and so he's addressing the sin of it, the act of it. Stop lying to one another. He said, you don't have to anymore. Okay, but in the next verse he says, renew your mind from this lying by putting new knowledge in you. Get new values in there and it stops the behavior. Now let me show you how it works. A deceitful mind values deception. You point the finger and say, oh, she's just a lie, he's just a lie. But let me show you, no, can I show you, can I make a case for this? Because the thing is, here's a rule. If something is not good, you won't do it. If something, does not, if something does not appeal to you, if it does not have value, you won't go after it. If there's not pleasure on the front end, immediate gratification, you will not do it. That's the way we program. We are reward driven. God designed us like that. Jesus said, behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to give unto every man according as his work shall be. We're, de- we're designed to be reward driven. So let me show you the reward in a, deceptful, a, a, de- a deceptive rather mindset. We said a deceitful mind values deception in four ways. Number one, it values deception as a safety device. When I get in trouble, if I could change reality, it can shield me from persecution or prosecution. The deceitful mind values deception as a creative solution. I don't know what to do. I just lie. Number three, the deceitful mind values deception as a leveling tool. They got more than me, they're better than me, but if I tell a lie, I can bring myself up. Number four, a deceitful mind values deception as a destructive mechanism. I don't like her, so I just tear her down. I just tell a lie. Do you see how on the front end, the value, look, look what we talk about. We talk, how many of you value safety and security? Okay, good. How many of you value creativity? Okay. How many of you value leveling the playing field when you, when you seem to be, when the odds are against you? If somebody coming at you with a gun and you don't have a gun and someone will offer you a gun, will you take it? Yes. We want to level the playing field. Boy, boy I got to help you all tonight. Jesus. Okay? So how many of you value, you value leveling the playing field? Good. Okay. Now watch. How many of you value having a, a destructive device at, at your disposal if something threatens you? Well, now you understand that if a person values, watch this now, if a person perceives that a lie will give them all these things, if that's their value, they will lie. 
So what God does many times is when a person, to, to change my mindset, because you say, Pastor, how many mindsets can you have? How many values do you have? And let me, can I show you something? Here's the misnomer. You will sit up in church and point your finger and say, he a hypocrite, she a hypocrite. No, they're just like you. It's just that in their, in their, their whole value system, they have all these values. Let's say, let's say they have a thousand values. God only got the 490 of them. There's still 510 of them left. And it just so happened, you caught them on a bad day when they felt pressed against the wall and they took the pill. You say, well, I still think they're hypocrite. No, here's what you're thinking. Because I'm strong in one area, I should be strong in another area. Suppose I'm struggling in that area with my value. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to, you have to trust that God is like a person, he's a real person, and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Okay, I'm going to use me as an example. Pastor, pastor does not value being cussed at. Now, now listen, the Apostle Paul had gotten to the place where he took beatings and stonings as an honor. I ain't there yet. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. And so I was watching this video one day, never forgot it. This guy answered the altar call, the minister going down and laid hands, and this guy just stole a pastor, just Punched him. And I thought to myself, he said, and then the pastor got up after bleeding, praying a prayer of forgiveness. The devil is a liar. Ah, Jesus. Everybody point your hand this way. Point your hands this way. Get off him, Rock. Get off him. Get off him. Hallelujah. I felt the, I felt the power. Let me tell you this right now. No, no, no. See, I told, I told the courtesy officers. The only time you jump in is if you see he got me good the first time. I didn't see him coming. But if he didn't, surpri- if he didn't surprise me, oh, no, it's on. I could be smack dab in the middle of the verse. And the Lord said, what? What? You see, the, watch this now. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, no. Before you judge me. <laughs> I'm working on it. And what God is doing, he's replacing the value. 
No, no, no. Now, you see, it's funny, but it's real. How many, how many of you know I'm talking about? Okay. Okay, well, now watch this now. So, so a deceitful mind, a deceitful mind sees fabrication, exaggeration, and exclusion of truth as natural means of defense. Fabrication, exaggeration, and exclusion of truth, a deceitful mind, a mind that, that, who values deceit will use these three things, fabrication, exaggeration, and exclusion of truth as a means of defense. Until that knowledge that's in their belief system or the information or the perception is changed, that person may desire to change but will not get far with their change. They will promise change, but they'll never, they'll never produce it. Now, let me show you this quickly. Let's do, go to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Let's do it real fast. How do, we, how do we reprogram our entire mental complex? Here's how, what happens. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, the Bible says, I, I read this, I, I quote this tonight so many times. Look at the second clause or the second phrase. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Bible says I have to retrain my entire mental complex. How does that, how does that work? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Here's what he says. If you want to change for real, here's what has to happen. Number one, you got to get new information. Write it down. Number one, I got to get new information. And so what God, how does God help the process? By affliction. Let me show you how it works. Um, so, so you value a lie, and so what God does is that when you, he, and he doesn't do it every time. He's working with you, working with you, and when he thinks he's giving you enough information, he tells you the lie is not good for you. It's not good for you to lie. He gives you all kinds of scripture, and then he'll put you in a situation where, where he knows that the, the way your values are programmed, you're going to lie. Now watch what happens. Your lie is challenged. It's called out, and it brings shame. Now, you, you experience something a little bit different. Your lie didn't secure you. It hurts you. It didn't protect you. It left you wide open. Now what's beginning to happen, your values begin to change about that thing. So what we normally do is, I mean, people go out and do all kinds of crazy stuff and come to church and say, can you help me? And we say, oh, yeah, it's a Christian thing to do. If we keep helping them, how will they know? And that's what we mess our kids up. Don't let them face any consequence for their evil behavior so they think it's okay. They think what they believe is every time I do something wrong, somebody from somewhere going to bail me out. You see what I'm saying? And, and the belief system never changes. So what the Bible says has to happen is, I got to see this thing for what it is. And the best way to do it is to see it in the word. Don't ask God to let you experience everything. So here's why the man, the, Jesus said, he told Thomas, you believe because you see. Listen, listen to what he said. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. In other words, I don't have to experience it. God, if you tell me it's not good for me, well, hey, I'm good with it. I'm good. I don't need to go through it. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to meditate your word and get it in my belief system. Because many people, and that is why when people get, become incarcerated, they go to jail and they realize, I did this thing, and here's, here I am. I can't, I can't do anything. My, my, my bathroom is in the, my, my cell me. I'm here with Bubba. What's going on? <laughs> Let me show you something. Let me show you. Now, all of a sudden, the thing I did and I believe it, was, it will bring me some good, it proved to me the value is wrong. And a lot of people in, who, that are incarcerated get saved. You know why? Because they see it for what it is. Amen. But many of them go through this thing that I'm going to cover in a minute where they don't really change the value. What they, all they do is they add another value next to it. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Watch this. Okay, so now, 
Go to Psalm 51, verse 10. Psalm 51, verse 10, just make a note of it quickly, put it on the screen. Psalm 51, verse 10, here's what it says. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit. Here's what David realized. David realized that what he valued was messing up his life. So he appealed to God to get involved in the replacement of his values. David wrote this psalm. He stood on the, on the top of the palace. He looked down there's Bathsheba. You know the rest of the story. The value in his heart. He was the king, and he sent for her. It was a value. Raymond taught one time in a lesson. This wasn't the first time he did it. It's a value. So he, now he's appealing to God. Here's what he realized. Lord, I'm trying to change the values in my, in my, in my belief system, but it's hard, so I'm asking you to create within me, within me a clean heart. How do you get a clean heart? When the, when the, when the Holy Spirit is allowed to, write, to rewrite the contents of your conscience. When you allow the Holy Spirit to do it. Now, now watch this now. Or go to James chapter 1. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. This is how we, we reprogram our entire mental complex. The first thing we do is we realize I, I need new information. Number two, I need to pray. I need to go to God and say, Lord, you need to, you need to start to help me replace these values. And be honest with God. God, I value, you said pride is bad for me, but I value pride. Tell him the truth. You said cussing is bad. You said cuss, cussing makes me common. It's the language of common people. That's why the Lord said, don't use that kind of language. You're not common. You're different. And the difference is better. So he said, don't talk like that. It makes you And one scripture says, if I begin to allow myself to use profanity, it will only lead to more ungodliness. The scripture says that. What the Bible says you can't cuss? It's in scripture. But it's, understand what God calls, what you refer to as cussing is what's called the language of common folk. And you're not common. You're different. Okay? So number one is I need new information. Number two, I pray to God. I say, God, this is what I value. I, I, I need your values. And then number three, watch this. Luke chapter 16, verse 10. Very interesting. Luke 16, verse 10. All right, let's read it together. Ready? Read. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in... Uh-huh. And he that is unjust in the least... Now you say, Pastor, what in the world... Does this have to do with my belief system? Watch this. The principle behind this verse is that the mental complex must be programmed, the belief system must be programmed in the little things of life, in the routine areas of life. I'm going to tell you why. And this is the key to mind renewal. The little things in our life, we repeat them all the time. Pastor, is it? I just told a little lie. But you see, the thing about it is you tell a lot of little lies. And you have to understand how it works. Here's how it works. Whatever you do continually, by choice, your subconscious mind will take it and make it as a habit and store the value. It's the little things. So watch this. Um, there, there are $50, $100 bills, uh, two 20s and a 10 and a 50. 50, 50 $1 bills, Two 20s, a 10, and a 50 in the drawer. Mama stashed them in the drawer. How much money is that? $150. So I go in, I go into, the, I go into her mama's drawer, and I see all this money, but I know her. I know her. She won't count the ones. But she looked to see if a 20, her 10, and a 50 are there. So what I do is I just keep taking little ones. I go take one, 
Three days notice, you don't miss it, now go take two. What I've done now, I've chosen to steal because I've done it repeatedly. I'm sometimes just sitting there, watch this now, and it's called a trigger. Mama gets up, I'll be back. She goes, when the door closes, watch what happens. Your belief system is so incredible. When you hear the door close, the subconscious mind says, go to mama's room. It's a thought. And you say, no, I don't want to do it anymore because the, the dollar step is getting lower and lower. Watch this now. <laughs> You're trying to reason with it, but the, there's a value there. And the subconscious mind says, I'm not asking you. You told me this is what we value. Now get your tail in there and get them dollar bills. And your reason is saying, but I'm going to get caught. And the subconscious mind says, you, you, you fight it. I ain't going. But you walk by the room and it's wide open. Mom going to fix the room and that drawer is just waiting for you. It's calling you and saying, come to me. Get money from me. See how this works? Smoke crack. You say, I'll never do it again. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I don't like what it does to my life. But every time you see that paycheck, because every time you get the paycheck, that's what you would do. And your subconscious mind, what, what, here's what it did. It's, it wasn't just the action. It was the, it was see, it was the whole process. It recorded it. The subconscious mind saw you get the check, look at it, and think, let me go buy some crack. And it recorded that entire process. Now it goes into autopilot, and every time you get the paycheck, it hits the program. And so what they try to tell you to do is it said, listen, for not, they, they, we, I always ask people, what's the trigger? They say, whenever I see money. Well, someone else needs to handle your money. Now the enemy knows that you value pride. Don't you let nobody handle you. Your wife going to handle your money? Uh-uh. So now that value comes up to, watch it now, he's using values to defend one another. And he has got you in a trap. That's how we, so we have to reprogram our minds. Watch this now. So it's the little things. Everybody says the little things. Yeah, he says, the Bible says, if you're faithful in that which is least, because you, you'll be handling the little things a lot. He said, now watch this now. Watch this. So now the same kid that used to steal mama's dollars, now he's the manager of a store. In the cash register. Do the math with me. There are five twenties, two fifties, and three hundreds. How much money? How much? How many twenties? So he's so accustomed saying they're not going to miss the small denominations. So every night before he goes home, he'll ring up a no charge and take a couple of the 20s because they won't miss him. He started with $1 bills. But the $1 bill stealing created a value in him. He values. And listen, and then some people become addicted to the thrill of it. It takes the boredom out. Mm, it's too close, isn't it? Watch this now. Go on down to... The little things that we allow ourselves to do creates habits. Now, James chapter 1, I'm going to show you something. I made a statement to you. I told you that when you do something, what it does, it brings the supernatural into play. Y'all sleep? Okay, okay. James chapter 1, verse 22. Read it it out loud with me. Ready? Let's read. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. 
For if any man be, keep reading, for if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Verse 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, Read the last phrase again. This man shall be blessed in his... One more time. Okay. One translation says, because it's a proper reading, this man will be blessed in his doing. The blessing of God is upon the doing. The supernatural happens when you do. The supernatural happens when you... Okay, now watch this. Now, you, okay, so let's, let's, get this, let's ask ourselves this question. If I could release the blessing of God when I do what God tells me to do, I wonder, I wonder if I could release something else supernatural when I do what the enemy wants me to do. It's, it's a trick. What he does, the enemy knows where you are and he plays on the thing that you're lacking because he understands. And you know what's the worst thing? It's not, and many times you say, well, the devil did And it's not the devil. It's you. You value it. You value it. It's, 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 come on, tell, you value it. It's what you want. And, and watch this. And the danger of your, of your subconscious mind, I want you to remember I said this is that by the time that thing comes up as a habit in your subconscious, the decision is made. When you're on autopilot, he's not asking your conscious mind to choose again. He took the decision from him because the conscious mind proved. The conscious mind proved that's what we want to do. So the subconscious mind makes the decision, and, and this is difficult. This is difficult. After he makes the decision, you're thinking about it. And he has everything in you driven to do this thing that you, and you're saying, but this isn't right. But everything in you say what you got to do. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Art Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram at Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.